Sports Center every 20 minutes, only on ESPN Central Texas. for Iowa State from left to right. Ebner will have a chance to return this one from the two to the center of the field, to the 20, to the 20, get him. To the 30. There goes Tristan Ebner. He's gone. The 40, he's gone. the 50, to the sideline. Tristan Ebner, he's going to take it all the way. Tristan Ebner, 98 yards for the Baylor touchdown. Ah, there it was. Tristan Ebner has become the most dangerous return man in the country, at least uh, in my humble opinion. Joining us now on the uh, CMC Collision Center guest line, it is David Ubbin. And uh, David and I go way back and spent some time Fox Sports Southwest. We used to do some TV together. And um, David is now with The Athletic. Uh, David, are you uh, – it's great to have you on. Are you uh, are you sort of starting to buy stock in Dave Aranda's Bears? I mean, you and I on Big Twelve Live would have really been reacting uh, <laughs> I, I, very excitedly to that win the other day. We got we got to patch uh, our boy Rick Renner in for a three way call here and, and chat it up. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I mean they looked impressive. I, I haven't really been fully sold on on Iowa State this year. I think they were a little bit overhyped the preseason, but they're still one of the twenty best teams in the country. And and Baylor beat them. Uh, you know, I, I think you know Jerry Bohannon has looked really good this year. Uh, and and Baylor, of course, has, has played pretty solid defense overall. I I, uh, I can't say that uh, I was shocked to see that result. Um, but, uh, you know, again, I think the ceiling is, is pretty high for, for the Baylor team. Yeah, I, uh, you wrote a nice piece today on uh, Arkansas and what they've done with Sam Pittman. And, and uh, I mean, that's very interesting. We'll get into that a little bit. But it's, it's time, Ubbin, to, uh, to give Baylor that type of treatment, okay? That's, uh, I'm, I'm going <laughs> to play the role of your editor. I want you to show up in Waco. We'd like a nice piece on the uh, on the Baylor Bears. I mean, you you kind of saw Aranda. You, I think you were covering Tennessee at the time, but you saw his rise with LSU, and you saw him go to Baylor. Now, this is a quieter type head coach. This is not your over the top. You've been around some guys who maybe come across as having more personality. This is what you would call sort of a guru, a defensive guru but a very extremely thoughtful person. What, but what has been your take uh, from afar of Dave Aranda, and, and do you think he could possibly get it back to where rules seem to be taking things? Well, I thought in, in general, uh, you know, the, the thing that I always find um, to be one of the best signs of a, of a head coach is saying, hey, uh, we messed this up, but we got to fix this instead of just, we got to tweak a couple things. We got to uh, make a smaller move, and, and we got to do this or do that, or keep trying the same things, or keep going back to the to the drawing board. And I thought bringing Jeff Grimes in was huge. Uh, I, I, you know, what, what he was able to do uh, at, at BYU was was unbelievable, and they were probably the most fun offense and, and productive offense, and one of the ones that scared you the most of anybody in the country last year. And uh, so bringing that in, I think you know you're not going to light the world on fire in year one, but schematically you can do some things that stress people out. And, and that's a good sign for, for Dave Aranda to say, Hey, you know, we got to fix this. 
uh, we got to we got to make a, a wholesale move here and, and bring in uh, a big impact tire. And I think you know if you can do that, I think one it says you know I'm sure Brent Graham said I mean I'm sure he he had or. Uh, uh, I'm sure Jeff Graham's had plenty of options after last season. And I think if you're able to bring him in, it says a couple of things. It says one, people want to work for you. Uh, and it says for two, but you got a pretty good, uh, you got a pretty good sales pitch as well. Uh, and, and, you know, your talent acquisition, you know, is, is better at Baylor than I think a lot of people uh, think. And, and, and seeing that I, I think is a really uh, encouraging sign for, for the Bears future. I thought that was one of the, one of the best hires in the offseason. All right, David Ubbin of The Athletic, boy, national football writer now for The Athletic, covered those balls. I'm sure you made some great friends there. But, David, that, that's, that is, you talk about a, a constant soap opera. They never seem to get the, <laughs> the higher right. Were you, uh, were you a little were – were, I'm sure you were a little excited to kind of have a bigger palette, weren't you, uh, that now you can kind of can pick some stories from all around college football? Yeah, a little bit. I mean, Tennessee, there's there's never uh, a shortage of things to write about, but there's a lot of best football to watch. Uh, I always tell people, you know, uh, there's only so many one run or one uh, one yard runs off tackle on first down that you can watch before you begin to lose a grip on your sanity. And over the last three years, rewatching those games on Sunday for our uh, uh, sort of comeback Monday uh, sort of takeaways piece and kind of what we learned rewatching. Uh, the thought of doing that was, was exhausting in <laughs> another year of, of Tennessee. So I watched a lot of bad football, not once, but twice over the last three years and not just bad football, but boring football as well. And so uh, it's nice to get a, a little bit of a, a diverse buffet on Saturdays and Sundays these, these days. All right. Well, give us your thought, put your old big 12 hat back on. And, and now that Oklahoma seems to be struggling a little bit up six, you know, they, they won 16-13. They've been known to do this. You remember they used to be a little slow out of the gates. They usually get it together, but they've been unusually slow out of the gates this season, even by their standards. Oklahoma State and Baylor are 4-0. and Texas, got, got, they seem to have gotten the, the right quarterback. I don't know how Sark picked the wrong quarterback after what Casey Thompson did in that bowl game. So I do think Texas has some talent. Do you um, – do you, have you changed your thoughts overall about this conference? Because suddenly Baylor at Oklahoma State has a lot more meaning than we would have thought even a couple of weeks ago. It does. I mean, I think whoever wins that, I think, you know, looks like a, a pretty strong challenger. I think you look around the, the Big 12, you know, people are ready to, to write off Texas, you know, after they lost Arkansas. It turns out Arkansas is probably pretty good. So, I think Texas looks like the best team in the league to me, uh, but they're going to have some pretty stiff challengers um, this year. I mean, it's going to be a pretty wide open race. I, I you know, I, I don't know how anybody could watch anything they've seen from Oklahoma this year and, and be very encouraged. Um, you know, they'll be in the mix, but you know, and they've got the most talent, but are they the best team? I'm, I'm not so sure. Um, so it's going to be really interesting, but yeah, this, this Baylor Oklahoma state game, you know, the winner of that game has got to feel really good about their uh, their Big 12 title hopes moving forward because not only that, you've beaten a pretty good team, and, uh, you know, the standings are going to be wide open this year. Do you remember me freezing my rear off when Petty was on that Baylor team and Baylor was <laughs> headed toward, like, number one in the country, and, we, and, and Baylor lost that game, but I think I was out there and maybe I lost audio or something. I just remember, I mean, think about all the great technology we have. 
but do you remember when they would send us to those games at Foxport Southwest? Like, basically, <laughs> we'd use our phones. We would, like, hook the earphones into our phones and somehow connect with the TV. And we literally did live shots via cell phone, even though we had a satellite truck there. We had that big satellite truck, and yet we'd be we would be linked up on our cell phones. Does that ring a bell with you? Yeah, that sounds about right. It's uh, it's going to be uh, uh, an interesting uh, uh, time looking back. It's uh, those Fox days. You were you were hitting up some of those Baylor games when they were uh, uh, that that late uh, what thirteen or fourteen run, and and I. When I could see your breath on the screen, I always felt a little bad for you, but uh, <laughs> I, I, I made it up. Uh, you know, I felt, for, I felt pretty good in the studio, so it's all, it's you all were, good. You were, you were kind of toasty talking to David up of the <laughs> Athletic. Um, well, I am uh, kind of interested in that. I like Sam Pittman. This whole Arkansas thing, I don't know how to seriously take them. I mean, they, they may get annihilated by Alabama. I mean, I, you know, this Ole Miss-Alabama thing is going to be really interesting, but has there ever been – a, seemingly a better fit that Sam Pittman goes in there and now everybody acts like, oh, you know, we thought Sam Pitt. I remember the Mandels of the world. I, I hate to call him out specifically, but this was met with a very blah reaction. Like, mm-hmm. oh, this this is a weird hire. He's a career well, no, he, O-line he coach. He doesn't run for the fact that he was like their 15th choice. It is what it is. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it was like the only positive things that had happened there in terms of good football over the last 20 years was a little bit of a period with Petrino before the uh, the motorcycle uh, accident, before that infamous day. And suddenly Pittman has that thing going. I mean, can, what is the – what do you think's going on there between the – you know, how have they suddenly brought sort of the right – fit and obviously a guy with Baylor ties um uh Kendall Bryles is attached to that thing as well what do you think are the are the biggest things why this this head coach seemingly is has this thing firing all on all cylinders uh all of a sudden well I think it's a few things I think he knows hey he didn't come to Arkansas bringing some magic offense or some magic defense he's a good coach he understands the game but he went out and made two really good coordinator hires. I think it starts there uh, in, in Barry Odom and, and Kendall Browse. Barry Odom, I mean, people are stealing their schemes. The Baylor offense, I mean, how many people across the country are running that right now? Uh, and they've got somebody who knows it as well as anyone. I mean, Ole Miss and Arkansas are probably number one and number two in, in running that Baylor offense. There's probably, what, a dozen teams, and they're running it, some form of it. Um, and so – you have that aspect of it. And I think you have an, a sense that, you know, you see a lot of coaches when they come into situations, especially bad situations where expectations are really low. And they say, well, we got to get our guys in there. We just need patience. He's done pretty much the opposite of that. He said, hey, we're going to, they, they've adapted their defense, their offense to fit what they have. They have a lot more talent than people realize. I think. You know, Chad Morris didn't win a whole lot of games, but he recruited pretty well. And if you look at the the 24-7 talent composite, Arkansas is like the 20th most talented team in the country, something along those lines, if you just go straight from recruiting rankings. And if you're running a system that that utilizes them a little bit better, um, you know, it can help you out. Uh, And so you have that, and then I think he's really sort of built a program that prides itself on, hey, we want to be tough on the line. And when you win that battle, 
uh, you're going to do pretty well, you know, especially in the SEC. And then they've got some playmakers. I mean, K.J. Jefferson, Traylon Burks, all these things. You you know, on paper it feels kind of insane, but when you walk, watch them and you sort of uh, add it all up and you think about all those things, it, it, it's not truly like something that's unfathomable um, because he just made a lot of right decisions. And, you know, sometimes you can luck into a really, really good decision. Um, and, and uh, you know, like I said, Sam Pittman is not a real uh, prideful sort of guy. He is who he is. He doesn't care if people don't like him or don't respect him or his team or whatever. Uh, he just wants to win some ball games, and he's fine with being Arkansas's 15th pick because he wanted that head coaching job. Uh, and Herner Juracek wanted somebody who wanted that job, and and he wanted it, and and he he's he's made himself and his boss uh, look very smart, and their state look very very happy um, over this uh, these last few weeks. He just I like it. He he sounds very Arkansas. I, he he mm-hmm. kind of has that way about him. And there was a quote in that column you wrote where he said, you know, people thought maybe because A&M beat them or because Arkansas beat them, A&M and Texas might not be that good. He said, but but the, what did he say? He said something like, them's, them's pretty good teams or something. Yeah, and it was, you, know, you quoted him yeah. in the way he said it, and it sounded, it wouldn't, from a grammar standpoint, where we went to school, David, it's not the way we would probably want to talk, but it just was perfect for how for how Sam was trying to get that thing across. All right, last thing I had for you, real quickly. Do you have uh, now that BYU, Cincy, Houston, UCF are headed into this Big Twelve? Do you, from a national standpoint, do you really feel like they've that that, that the Big Twelve has somehow righted the ship? I'm not saying they're not going to miss. Texas in Oklahoma, although there'll be some of us who I think we're there's some people that are about ready for Texas to move on its way and just like okay <laughs> if you if you don't like it here move on about your business. Oklahoma had to do what Big Big Brother said and so they followed them out the door. Does this seem like a formidable enough conference to kind of hang in there as a Power Five? Yeah, I mean, I, I think where things are going, it feels like the Power Five moniker, you know, especially if the playoff expands, which right now it seems like they're cooling on, but, I mean, I, it's trending toward that. I mean, I, I think the whole concept of the Power Five is going to be sort of gone by the wayside. I, I think there's only going to really be two conferences that are way out in front of everybody in terms of how much money they make, which is really, at this point, what conference membership is essentially about. The Big Ten and the SEC are about to start lapping the field, um, you know, in terms of where the ACC stands. We'll see what happens at the end of their TV deal, which runs through, I think, 34 or 35. You know, the Big 12, the the Pac-12 with its own issues on that front, uh, not to mention the Pac-12's issues on the field. Um, so, you know, it looks a lot like it's going to be a, sort of a two, you know, the big two and everybody else. Um, but I think, you know, the Big 12 is not going to splinter. It's not like uh, you're going to see uh, teams be sort of cast aside to be playing on, you know, Facebook Live every weekend. You're not going to see that. Um, but I think college football is changing. And, you know, for the rest of the Big 12, I think this was a, a, a pretty much a best case scenario for, for where things were going. It's you know, it's not going to be probably what it was in the, in the 2000s, but it's still a solid league. And I think, too, you know, beyond the financial aspects of it, which are sort of unavoidable and they are what they are, um, you know, the quality of football I don't think is going to change all that much. It's still going to be a really fun league, a really good league with some good teams and a competitive league and a wide-open league, and, you know, it's going to be fun. 
All right, from now on, when they say the big two and everyone else, it's going to be the Mormons and the Baptists, BYU, <laughs> Baylor, and everyone else, all right? You feel free to use that. All right, uh, good. David, good to catch up with you. I'll talk to you soon. Thank you. Appreciate it. Have a good one. David.